Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. If you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com thewhistleway.com ask us questions on there subscribe to the podcast and youtube channel join our facebook group referral network and email newsletter and find out about our media mayor mastermind online course where you can learn everything you need to know to go out and crush it in video that course is a compilation of everything brian and i've learned over the last seven plus years of shooting videos together shot thousands of videos millions of views and we want to break it down for you and tell you exactly what you need to go do to go out and crush it yourself in video if you enjoyed the show today, really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Um, let them know that you are enjoying it. Also, if you want more of our content, hit that subscribe button and the little notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review on there, that goes a really long way to uh, help support the show. With that said, it's Facebook is dead day, Brian. Facebook is down. I'm, I'm dating today's episode by doing that, but it's okay because it's kind of a big deal, right? It's a very big deal. So obviously, if you're listening, well, who knows how long it's going to be down. But day one of it being down is October 4th. I I think my wife killed Facebook just so she didn't have to get the messages on her birthday on Facebook. (laughs) I think that's what it is. I think my wife killed Facebook. So now if you're hearing this, let her know happy birthday. Yeah, tell her happy (laughs) belated birthday. And we would normally be going live in Facebook right now, but we can't. Yeah. So crazy. Um, So what I want to talk today is... so much more productive today. Yes. Yes and, and no, because our... Are you less productive because you keep checking it? Well, I'm, I'm less productive because I want to chat with Tom or with Chad or with Shasta or with you and have a conversation about something I'm working on. But since we use Workplace by Facebook, it's down. I can't announce our new Media Day wait list. I can't do a lot of stuff on my to-do list that I'm doing before I'm going to Tom Perry. So Well, you could use what's going to end up being my widget of the week to... Yeah, I know. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so today I want to talk about, and this is kind of, uh, we can kind of segue into it, is automations right. and how they can help um, simplify our lives, our business, um, and really grow our business. And why I think that kind of segues into from Facebook is down is we're getting uh, some notifications that some of our zaps aren't working when trying to integrate with Facebook, So, which makes sense. So Kyle, talk a little bit about automations. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of automating anything that I possibly can in my life, in my business, um, just all the way around. I mean, there's so many things that we do that are so redundant and make no sense for us to do over and over and over again because it's 2021. We're heading into 2022. Like, there's technology that can do a lot of this stuff for us. So I think that it's crazy to do for, for a lot of people to do the things that they do. When and maybe here in the next 15, 20 minutes, as we talk about this, um, we can you know learn a little bit more about some of these options. To where I think a lot of people are going to be very interested in in putting some automations into their business. And the best example I can give is now we're deep into this, very very deep into this. Um, but with the primary platform we use for automations, in any given week we have ten thousand tasks that are being automated. 10,000 in a week tasks in a single week think about like what would it cost us if we were manually doing those 10,000 tasks 
I mean, that's probably more than a single employee. That's multiple employees that it would take to do these 10,000 things. That's, you know, 40 plus thousand things a month that are being done automatically by leveraging technology. And what I love about automations is one, it makes things simpler once you, so obviously there's, there's the setup time of the automation and testing and making sure that works, but yes, it makes it simpler, which will save you time. But I think what I really love about automations is it makes sure things get done every single time. So we build out our automations for literally as much as we can in our media team. Every time someone film books a, a video to film, we know exactly the tasks we're going to do. We know exactly where to distribute. They always get the emails, where to be, what to do. Um, they always get the email that it's done. It's it's very easy to inspect and say, rather than say, hey, Tom, did you send that email to Mike? Um, now I can check. Yes, the automation automatically went out when he hit done. And so that's one thing that I, I found really helped me because I always built these great systems and these great plans and they would be great until I got busy and then I would skip steps six through 13 because I had to go to the next one, step one. Yeah, and they're done more accurately because you're removing the element of human error, right? If you think about, uh, the best example I can give is cars. Like the accident rate on Teslas is substantially lower than cars that don't have autopilot. Why? Because human error. Yeah. There's a lot less human error when a computer's driving your car. But you get rid of that, and now it's up to me. And I could just get distracted. I could cough. I could sneeze. I could drop something. My kid could be screaming. I mean, there's a million things that could distract me from doing what I need to do on the road. So there's a reason that Teslas get in far less accidents than any other car on the road because you actually are removing a lot of that human element. And same thing in your business. If you can remove the human element, you can get things done not only faster, but you can get them done cheaper and more accurately. Now, before we dive into some of our automations and some of our systems that we use, um, I want to kind of bring up the elephant in the room, and there are downsides to automations. Obviously, we just talked about some of the upsides. We can get so much more done. We can get it done quickly. What What would you say are some of the downsides, Kyle, of, of automations? <coughs> Shit breaks. Yep. So... Uh, downsides are one, there's a setup time. Yes. So you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. And some people don't like taking steps backward. And that's fine. Um, but that's how you build a business is you got to be willing to go back to go forward. Um, and so that's a big part of it. Some people just don't want to take the time to actually slow down and set some things up that'll actually make their life substantially easier for years and years to come. So that's a downside to it. Another downside. Yeah, and there is a learning curve. Once That's where I was going to go. Is oh, the, okay. the next thing is it does take some uh, uh, tech savviness. This is not – like if you struggle to log into your Gmail to check your email, like you know, these automated programs are probably going to be difficult for you. So you do need a decent you know, level of tech savviness in so, order to set these things up. So, But that being said, you don't know how, need to know how to code. You don't need to know any coding languages. Um it's more, it's more the logic based um, behind it, and and I think one of the the biggest tools you need is creative problem solving. In order to get it to, from going here to here, sometimes there's not a clear path, so you have to really kind of, which is fun. It's the puzzle in it. It's it's the problem to solve, um, to really find that path to go from point from A to Z. 
Um, sometimes it's a simple one step, and sometimes you have to add a few in there. Um, but I don't think there's been very many things that we do in our business um, that we haven't found ways to automate. Right, even if it's just parts of a process. Correct. You can't necessarily automate all of it, but we want to automate everything we can that is redundant or low dollar per hour activities. Like those are the things that we want to find ways to automate. And even if it takes us an entire day to build out a single automation, if that automation can save us, you know, 10 minutes a day, well, 10 minutes a day times 365 days a year times 10 years, it's going to save us tens of thousands of dollars over the next 10 years, even though we wasted, which is what people might say, an entire day building one of these things. But in reality, we actually invested one day of time to save ourselves, you know, hundreds of hours of time in the long run. Yep. There you go. Cool. All right, those are the downsides. All right, <laughs> um, so. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, other downsides as you are, like a great example is, you know, two of the systems that we use to connect to each other. One of those systems had 50 plus automations built off of a single system. Well, the way that that system either um, gave out information or, or took in information changed. Well, now all 50 plus of those automations had to be redone. Now, did they have to like completely be deleted and built from scratch? No, but there were some changes 50 plus times that had to happen to fix them all based on this this change that happened. So things like that could happen, right? You start to build like a level of dependency on these things mm -hmm. and then shit breaks and now you're kind of scrambling because you don't even remember. Sometimes you built one of these automations five years ago. You don't even remember how the hell it works and it breaks. You're like, oh shit, I got to go back and redo this and I don't, I don't even remember how I built it. Why did I build it this way? Wait, this doesn't make sense because now you build it a totally different way because you actually learned how to harness the power of these systems a lot better. Um, so, that, I mean, that's a downside to it for sure. Yeah, and, and just to note on that one specific incident, there was a, a fairly massive, it wasn't quite an outage. It was a, I mean, it was just a fuck up. That, that type of thing doesn't happen often. It's not like, oh, every time they update their system, this happens. That was a massive fuck up is what it was. What did but, they actually do? Um, they changed their integration with Zapier, and instead of making a new version of having the old one be legacy, they just changed how the current version interacted. And so it, it messed up all the, the fields and all Got the it. field mapping was gone. Got it. But if you're watching and you guys don't use Monday.com and Zapier, then that didn't make any sense. But if you do, then that made total sense. Got it. Okay. So, okay. So now we talked about why automations. We talked about some of the downsides of automations. We talked about some of the upsides of automations. Um, what are some of the systems that we use to automate and what are some of the, the tasks that we use to, to automate? Yeah, I mean, the, the holy grail of automations is a system called Zapier. Um, it's not Zapier. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, just, I don't get it. Like, how do you read that and read Zapier? It just makes no sense to me. It's called Zapier, guys. Zapier.com is, is really the OG in the space. Although, I don't know, actually, who came first, IFTTT or Zapier? I think IFTTT um, is the first one I heard of. May have. We should look up which yeah. one. If you're, if you're listening or watching right now and you know which came first, IFTTT, which stands for if this, then that, or Zapier, I'm actually really curious which one came first. Um, but they both effectively have the same premise as they connect multiple systems together and say, if this happens, then do that. And then they've you know, gotten more and more uh, intelligent over the years to where you can do a lot more with them. So Zapier is, is the hub, really, of all integrations. It just is 
friendly with all of the different systems that are out there. More, There's more integrations possible with Zapier than anything else out there. Now, are there some things that Zapier can't do? Yeah, and then you might have to use a, another system here and there because it doesn't integrate with Zapier. But Zapier, for the most part, is going to be the, the gold standard of integratable and platforms. And there's definitely workarounds if Zapier doesn't integrate directly. Again, if you want to find a way to automate it, you'll be able to find a way 99% of the time. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so Zapier is great. I mean, we connect. I mean, what's cool with Zapier, you could connect two systems together. You can connect five systems together if you really wanted to. But just to give you an example of a basic um, zap that happens, you could just say if um, you could literally pull off the weather, for example. Like if weather is below 80 degrees today, send me an email and remind me to bring a jacket. Like you could literally do that, right? You could say like if weather.com says weather is below this temperature, then send a Gmail message that says this. Like that, that's what's possible. That's like a very simple version of an if this, then that type thing in, inside of Zapier. But then you can go more complex where you could say, um, you know, if a email comes in that has this subject line, then automatically push it to this email address or automatically put it into this system. Like we use follow up boss, which is very uh, integratable as well. Um, so we could take data from all kinds of other emails and, and systems that come out. And so all these leads that come in from a variety of sources, we can now take those emails that come in and then you could do what's called parsing or scraping information out of that email and then pushing it. So you right, we pull out of the email, push it into follow-up boss. So a lead that comes from Zillow, we can automatically have that lead go from Zillow into the system. A lead that comes from Estately, a lead that comes from Homelight, a lead that comes from all these different systems, we can parse or scrape info out of the email, push it into follow-up boss. Then we could have an automation built inside a follow-up boss that automatically triggers a, a specific plan to happen. So there's there's a lot of cool stuff that we can do with it. So I mean, my when I'm hearing this and putting my agent hat on, things that I hear automatically that would be helpful is, say if someone registers for your open house, then you can automatically put them into to zap your, zap a bomb bomb thank you email that you've already recorded, um, put them into your CRM, uh, assign them a, an action plan, so that way you're following up with them. You're doing all of this work with literally just upfront work and never having to do anything on the back end. So you put them in an automation or, or in a, uh, I think they call it an action plan that automatically sends them emails once a month and a text message right away. And you can do all these things automatically, which is super helpful. I mean, if you're listening to this and if you've ever had a lead at your open house that you haven't followed up with well and they ended up buying with, with someone else, this is one automation that can severely improve your chances of, of that not happening again. Remember, 100%, dude. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing what you can do. The, the sky's the limit on this stuff. I mean, when I first started with Zapier, it was just a very simple, if this happens in system A, then do that in system B. Like, that's the basic premise is just connecting two systems together. And if an action happens in one system, then take that action in the other system. That That's the basic premise. But you could get, you know, we do things with forms where you could have people fill out a form. And then you could say, if they answer this question with this word, then do that, and if they answer with this word, then do that, and if they answer with this word, then do that. You could have all kinds of things. Just think of 
these trees of if this then that statements. Um, so it's really, really powerful, the things that you can do. Um, and the biggest thing is just, you know, having systems talk to each other and automatically share information back and forth between systems. Like it's just, it's really limitless. So Zapier is a great way to connect multiple systems. Um, I want to talk about, before we go, I don't want to get into everything, but the other system that we were talking about that's super powerful and does a great job with automations within its system. This is great because that way you don't have to have pay for Zapier and every other system. Uh, we use Monday.com. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Monday.com, what I love with that, first and foremost, it's like three systems in one. Um, the best way I could relate it is it's like Google Sheets, but way prettier. Yep. And then it's like Trello, but more flexible. Yep. And then it's like Zapier without having to pay for Zapier because it has a lot of its own automations and integrations built into it. So I don't even have to use, because that's one of the things with Zapier is it's like, it's its own independent system. So I I have to leave whatever system I'm in, go to Zapier until, let's say I'm in system A and I want to connect it to system B. I can't just automatically connect A and B. I've got to bring C in, which is Zapier, to connect A and B together. So I'm triangulating off of Zapier to get where I need to go. The beauty of Monday is I eliminate C and I can go straight A to B. Yeah, and one of the things I love about Monday is um, this is what we use for our department, for our due doing done boards, I can see exactly what Tom's doing, exactly what Chad's doing, what the due dates are. It's all built there and we have automations to where, um, again, using a bunch of different systems, we can do that or all live in Monday and just see, you know, we have our due doing done, we have our, all of our leadership boards in there. We were doing transaction coordinating and listing management in there, um, but we found with the volume that we do here, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the best system, um, but I literally just built a, a board for, uh, I built a board for everything, but I just built a board for our wait list for something. They fill out a form and it goes into a sheet and all I have to do is when a, a new seat becomes available, I just click on everyone on the wait list, change one status and it sends them all out an email right away. So I built that now. As soon as that comes available, it'll take me 27 seconds to tell everyone on the wait list, hey, and a slot's opened up, go for it. So. Love that. Cool. Um, Where do you wanna go from there? So those are the boss? big ones, yeah. Let's talk about Follow Boss. Yeah, so Follow Boss, we've uh, used a variety of different CRMs over the years. We've used you know, some of the really nice all-in-one systems, which are great, um, and they're great because they are all-in-one. The problem is that they uh, do not often integrate very nicely with other systems because they wanna be an all-in-one. They don't. Their goal is for you to not have to go use other systems. They want to be the all-in-one, everything in one single place, and now you don't need Zapier and all these things. But when you get to a certain level in your business or a certain uh, degree of sophistication, you actually want to be able to connect all these different systems together. You want more than just what the all-in-one solution provides. And so we have found that Follow-Up Boss is the most friendly when it comes to integrations, both integrating uh, where you can information out of follow-up boss but also push information into it a lot of the other CRMs are very friendly when it comes to pushing information in but they're not friendly when it comes to pulling information out so we found follow-up boss is very very good for both pushing and pulling um, which is really important so now you end up with what is referred to as two-way uh, communication or there's a, a whole technical term called API and basically API just means we play nice um, 
but follow-up boss has the most open API, both inbound and outbound, which is, is very important. And then they even have some more uh, deep integrations to where these other third-party systems plug directly inside of it, where they actually kind of open the doors and rent out space in their house to put a call action in, to put in AM cards in, to put an open to close where they're inside of the follow-up boss system. So now they're not even two separate systems where you're having to log out of one and into the other. They're fully deeply integrated into a single system, which is really cool. Well, you hit on two of the other ones that I wanted to talk about, OTC and call action. Well, I was trying because yes. of time. So yeah, I, I got you. Um, and then kind of the last one I want to talk about. So yeah, follow-up boss obviously is fantastic. Um, and the last one is is kind of maybe the simplest way to, to kind of play with automations. Um, and it's something we've talked about as, as a widget of the week several times throughout this, this podcast, but it's text expander. So using a very simple keyboard shortcut to give you a longer text um, with it, if you really play with it, that you can have some uh, empty fields and it can enter in today's date or time. I don't know, it's really cool. Um, but text expander is a great kind of entry level into, let me try some uh, cause and effect well, there's, let's, we'll go two different layers on that. So there's the initial layer, which built into an iPhone, and, and maybe Android will have this in a few years. Um, there's a text replacement feature built into I think into, it was Android first, to be honest. Um, there's a, <laughs> a feature on iOS called text replacement. And you could basically say, if I type this in, then change it to that. So, for example, maybe there's an email address that you use a lot, and you don't want to have to type the whole email address in every time, like, I want info at Whistle Realty. I don't want to have to type that over and over. I just did .i automatically changes to info at whistlerealty.com. So it saves me, right? That's an automation. .i automatically change it to info at Whistle Realty. Like that's an example of it. Um, the built-in text replacement on iOS is good but not great because the problem ends up being that you can't do large fields. You can't have spacing um, and paragraphs and stuff like that. It's just going to be one long run-on sentence. And then that's where a paid service like text expander starts to become handy because now you could literally have this gigantic like email that has all kinds of punctuation and spacing and um, you know a certain way that you want things to display as opposed to one giant run on sentence. Yeah. That's that. There you go. So automations we literally run our business on it. Um, it it's probably saves us from having another uh, dozen Zapier alone is at least 10,000 task yeah. in a single week every week and I, i'm curious to know what we do with monday.com it's it's a ton probably equal probably equal yeah um so it, it saves us from hiring multiple employees whether they're international or here in person um which is just saving us massive amounts of money um and again it makes sure your shit gets done correctly every time you have to proof it once you have to build it once and then as long as nothing breaks which stuff breaks sometimes it's like when you, you there's I don't remember that fancy term when it's more than just dominoes, but when you put a bunch of contraptions together and you start it and it goes around and around and it's, like it's called a something effect. It's there like was a game called uh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap. That was one of those, but it's like Mousetrap, right? You have all these things set up and then you hope when you hit the first button, like all the things happen and then it ultimately traps the mouse. I know it's not. It's, it's something like, and I know it's, it's not a big like, name. like a Rorschach, Rorschach effect. Look, Rorschach. Just keep trying. Keep yeah. trying that on. How do you say it? I have no idea, but I just want to watch you try this. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. It's like dominoes. Theory. Dominoes <laughs> is a, a good example, though, where you set up a bunch of dominoes, and they go around, and maybe they go up and down things, and then you hit that first domino, and you're just hoping all the dominoes fall. And when they all fall, it's a really good feeling. 
that's how it is when you set up like a Zapier or some of these automations is put a lot of work into them and you hit the, the first one and everything falls down exactly as you plan. Like, oh, it's like the best feeling. Yeah, like, that doesn't you, happen you too often. You legit get a high <laughs> off of it when a Zap works all the way through for that first time. Because oh. you know, once you've built it, you only had to build it one time, right? So now you're not having to do this over and over and over and over again. Cool. All right. I love it. Well, hopefully you guys are getting value out of the show today. Again, if you are, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to let YouTube know. Hit that thumbs up button. Also, if you want to get uh, future episodes of the show, you can hit the subscribe button along with the little notification bell so you get notified when we do drop new episodes. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com thewhistleway.com subscribe to the podcast youtube channel join our referral network facebook group email newsletter and get dialed in with our media mayor marketing event uh, mastermind event where you can get everything brian and i've learned in seven years of creating videos together in a nice little package um, and get ongoing videos that you could shoot every single month we give you the video an example the subject lines the outline the script we give you everything so you can just literally copy exactly what we're doing make your job a lot easier so you don't have to come up with what to shoot we're going to tell you what to shoot looks like facebook is up is it at least work chat i just got a oh, like message. 500 of them dang it oh, the ride is over <laughs> all right uh with that said we want to wrap by going into our whistle widget of the week this is something we use in our business that saves us time makes us more money or just helps us have more fun what do you got first brian uh, mine is something that I've been trying to find a good system for for a long time. We do a lot with uh, business interviews. We do a lot of interview type videos. Um, and sometimes we want to do it with our phone. So we've tried kind of using what we have for our, our big cameras and kind of matching it to our phones. But then you just have a bunch of shit hanging off your phone. It's really kind of frustrating. So I found finally, uh, it's by a company called Comica. Uh, or maybe Comica, I don't know. But there are these, uh, it's a microphone system that just plugs into the bottom of your phone. So this is an iPhone version here. Um, but you have two microphones that you can just clip on your shirt or you can plug a mic in. Um, I can have one, Kyle can have one. I plug it in the phone. We don't have a bunch of stuff hanging off the phone. And um, they work pretty well. I, I learned that they only check one audio source so if one person's really loud and one person's really quiet it's not a great system um but knowing that moving forward trying to make sure we match uh audio volume is going to be helpful but yeah these are the comica the boom xd microphones and it was about 200 bucks for this system which is pretty good two microphones one receiver uh and works with the phone i'm pretty impressed with it yeah that's been solid how much did you say it was? About 200 bucks. So worth it. It's yeah. so easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, it automatically works. Like it it automatically. <laughs> I mean, literally, in order to use my other microphones, I would have to have an adapter and then another Wires adapter. And all kinds it's of hanging shit. Yeah. from the phone. You can't use, you know, uh, a gimbal with it because it's just, it's just, it was just ugly and it was yeah. complicated. Well, because Facebook broke today, I think we're going to leave Facebook and workplace. Thanks uh, a lot, Facebook. Yeah. It's all your fault. Um, so yeah, we're going, we've been using Workplace for a long time for our internal communication system with our team. It's been very good for us for a long time, but as we get bigger and bigger and bigger, we're up to over 80 people in our organization now, and we expect that to continue to grow in, in the months and years to come. And as a result, we've just outgrown the system because we have way too many conversations that are happening. It's impossible to keep track of things. 
there's too much noise. And what happens when you have too much noise in your internal communication system is people just check out. And we can't afford that. Tom's over here. <laughs> as, yep. Yep. Is everybody in the everything. room shakes their head? <laughs> yep. All right. Acknowledges it. Yeah, it's it's that's the problem is there's too many conversations that are happening. So uh, we are going to be moving over to the gold standard for team communication in a service called Slack. There's millions of companies across the world that are using Slack as an internal communication system. And one of the reasons is it um, keeps conversations a lot cleaner by using threads, which is kind of like if you scroll through your normal Facebook feed, those are threads, right? Like somebody posts something, you'll see it. But you don't have to get notified every time somebody replies to it unless you want to. So if you engage in that conversation, you can get notified of a reply. Or you could just hit the button. You don't have to type in following or dot or parked or all the other dumb shit you guys all do. You <laughs> actually just hit the that. little three dots in the corner. And you could say, turn on notifications. And now you're going to get notified when people respond. Um, Slack has that same effective thing where now as we're chatting, if somebody says, happy birthday, Brian, our current solution I'm going to get like 20 more people that are going to say happy birthday, Brian. I get notified 20 freaking times over a happy birthday message. It's super annoying. Where with Slack, it threads that conversation. It puts it off to the side. So if I want to be notified of the 20 other people that say it, great. And if not, I'm not a part of that conversation. Out of sight, out of mind. So it allows me to stay more focused. That's half the, the battle. And then the other half is that it integrates with everything. So now we could automatically we could do automations. Say, yeah. So now we could say if uh, our team fills out a new escrow form in woofoo forms then take this information from the form push it into slack and tell the team congratulations brian just put a new deal under contract and then people can respond in a threaded conversation and give him props and if i want to be a part of that thread i can and if i don't then i don't have to see all the responses you probably would though i don't know oh. we'll see we'll see <laughs> i mean we're closing a lot of deals you know what i'm saying I mean, if i got we're an escrow you like, probably should we're closing like two deals a day i don't know if i want to be notified of all of those but uh yeah so slack <laughs> is uh is my widget of the week this week uh and yeah our company's moving over to slack cool which i've resisted for a long time but i think we're at the size now where it makes sense we don't have a choice because i'm gonna shoot myself if we stay on workplace <laughs> and hey, it broke today so it's just not reliable so peace out <laughs> cool well hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of the show today i want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the whistle way podcast see you next week <laughs>